Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. You want to see me? The Americana's dead. Cut the old man down. What's wrong, Ramon? You losing your touch? You afraid, Ramon? Shoot to kill, you better hit the heart. Your own words, Ramon. The heart, Ramon. Don't forget the heart. Aim for the heart, or you'll never stop me. When a man with a forty-five meets a man with a rifle, you said the man with a pistol is a dead man. Let's see if that's true. Nostalgic Radio on Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio on Cars, and I'm your show, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tan Talk. 1340.com. Wait a minute. 1340.com. You can hear us live in the studio. Oh, yes, yes. Is this on? Yeah, yes, this time everything went this right. Time, everything this time, was right. Except was I screwed perfect, it Except up. for you. Oh, man. <laughs> no, actually, it was fine. No, everything, it's everything live was live radio. Everything How are you doing there, Tommy? Uh, I'm great. How you guys doing? Pretty good. How about yeah, you, Bobby? Hanging, hanging in there? Yes, I am. How about you? All right. We got the full team here tonight. Full staff. Uh, what did I say? Where did I leave off at? Oh yeah. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. NostalgicRadioOnCars.com, where all the shows hang out. Yeah, where all the shows hang out. Yeah. Of course, we're hanging out here in the Tan Talk Radio or Tan Talk uh, studios. studios of downtown Clearwater. High atop of Bluff. <laughs> High atop of uh, in the Bluffs of Clearwater here, right behind. Uh, the boat launch. What's yes. that called? Seminole, Seminole boat Street Boat Sem- Ramp. Seminole Street Boat Uh-oh, ramp. they're going to come find us now. Okay, now you can know where we're at. All right, cat's out of the bag. Okay, well, let's see. What do we got? We got, uh, it's June 30th, so that means we're a week into the summer. When's the summer? Like June that 3rd, 21st? Last week? 20th. That was last week? 20th this year. 20th this year? Okay. I don't know, but it was. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I can tell you this. Uh, when we looked at our thermometer, is that what that thing's called? Our yeah. thermometer yesterday or whatever it was the day before, it was 98. And then you checked it out on the phone, and it, and was, it said 100. Well, it said 96, so I knew it was right, but... It was close. Something it, like then, that. Then when we set it out in the sun, and it went to 120, and I was kind of concerned about that. So oh, I put it back yeah, in the shade well, okay. just yeah. to make sure it was accurate. Yeah. Anyway, so, hey, all right, we got a good show for you. I'm Excuse gonna our Motor Trend teal television here in the background. Oh, yeah, we actually got... Uh, so what's on? Danny Coker's on. So yeah. what's the, what TV show station this thing is? Oh, uh, this is uh, Motor Trend, formerly Velocity, formerly... What was the other name of okay, it? He's racing Discovery HD. Oh, okay. This 1235 is the on your spectrum. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So anyway, it's Mike and uh, Finnegan and the other Mike there from, uh, what do they call those? Uh, Roadkill. Mm-hmm. Roadkill guys. Okay. But anyway. Um, so whatever you were right, going to so, say. <laughs> well, hey, you're not supposed to be watching TV right now. You're supposed to be listening to us, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. That's us. So, oh, uh, that's why we just, just don't. You don't have to watch. Just turn the sound down. Yeah, listen to us. Yeah, listen to us. We'll narrate it for you. You know, he's sitting in the grumbling. He's got his helmet on and he's racing the Prius. <laughs> And he looks like he's at Willis Press. Right, you're a play-by-play. No, I'm a play-by-play. <laughs> I should be a ra- a sports car racing announcer or something right. of that nature. Anyway, uh, how about a big shout-out to some of my friends? You know, we were kind of tooling around Clearwater today, but I want to give a big shout-out to my friends down there, Timmy and the gang, down at Tri-City Bolt and Screw. Now, if you need nuts, bolt screws, I bought a whole handful of tools. Tools. Screws, nuts, bolts, and things like that, some of the projects that we're working on. And uh, pretty, pretty, pretty reasonable. So Tri-City Bolt and Screw is down there on US-19. Oh, it's 10380 US Highway 19, Pinellas Park. So that's just south of Clearwater, a little ways. And they're on the right side. You give them a call there at uh, 727-546-4411. Also, um, since uh, we talk about cars, boats, motorcycles, and all that kind of good stuff, there's a new sheriff in town. Actually, there's a new Harley-Davidson dealership opening up down at 49th Street where the old, uh, um, what was the thing? It used to be a, like a flea market swap meet, flea, mar- flea marketplace, okay? So basically Fletcher's is gone. Now Jim's Harley-Davidson is gone. So this new place is called Harley-Davidson, no, called Burt's Barracuda Harley-Davidson of Clearwater, I guess. And uh, where would that be? the sign says, only at Burt's, okay? So while I was down there, I was kind of looking at the... Because recently I did a diminished value. Actually, I did a total loss report on a Harley-Davidson motorcycle, on a uh, FLCH. I think that's what it is, FL. Well, basically, it was an electric glide. And uh, so what I do when I'm in, you know, going around town, and the kind of the areas that I work is basically Tampa Bay, Citrus County, uh, Lake County, Orlando, Lakeland, Sarasota, and back. So I, ta- I call on dealerships mostly because that's where I get most of my referrals and stuff. And um, so I was, and of course I'm into bikes too a little bit. I used to ride Harleys and stuff back in the day. And uh, so I stopped into the Harley Davidson dealership and said hi. And a uh, big shout out to Tony Hathaway because Tony's one of the assistant managers there. And then there's a lady that sells apparel, and her name is Junebug. So if you need to buy a Harley shirt uh, or uh, a jacket or anything else that you, you know, riding gear, go see Junebug over there. As a matter of fact, while I was in there, now this is at lunchtime, I was lucky. She goes, would you like a beer? And I go, a beer? For real? She goes, yeah. I said, so uh, what's on tap? She goes, you know, the usual Bud, Bud Light, blah, 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 blah. And then she says, Yingling. And I go, Yingling? Big shout out to Hank, because Hank's a Yingling guy. And I said, Yingling, really? It's not light, is it? She goes, no, 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 it's regular beer. So I certainly, I, you know, moseyed on over there, and I obliged myself. And I obliged her, and I took a cup of uh, a glass of uh, Yingling beer. While I was walking around looking at some really cool motorcycles down there at... Uh, Burt's Barracuda Harley Davidson down on 49th Street. So it's uh, 250, no, excuse me, 2805 54th. No, that's not it. That's the old address. Hey. That's the old address. What do we got here? It's, that uh, that well, that's it. 10525 49th Street North. That is Clearwater. Okay. And the phone number down there is 727 527 9672. Now, here we are doing this PR stuff for these guys. Okay, let's just go back to uh, Florida Car Show, FLACarshows.com. There we go. And, you know, the the we were doing just fine until this COVID thing just kind of got out of control again. So, to my knowledge, check FLACarshows.com because I think some of the car shows are still uh, on schedule, the ones that kind of materialize. Don't, don't involve show. bars. <laughs> yeah, don't involve bars, right? Uh, the ones that don't involve bars. But uh, some of the car shows are out there. And, you know, just get out and drive. Cruise your car. Have a good time and everything like that. That's great. Now, something else is going to take place here this summer, which is kind of odd. But 
Um, normally, you have Monterey car, Collective Car Week, which I typically go to in August. Okay, It happens to be the same week as the Michigan-Detroit-Woodward Dream Cruise. Now, the Woodward Dream Cruise was on schedule up until about two, three days ago, and then I just recently found out that it is not on schedule. Meanwhile, about a month ago or a month and a half ago, they canceled Monterey. So I do not know what to tell anybody as far as any of these car shows are concerned, but there's nothing stops a bunch of car guys, local guys, just to, you know, just go out there, get together, hang out, and drive your cars, drive your motorcycles, and just, you know, make it just, you know, kind of be, you know, responsible. You know, do be, a parade. Yeah, do your own little parade, cruise in some neighborhoods, and just uh, just have fun. In fact, when we had Tara on a couple of weeks ago from uh, flacarshows.com, that's what she was talking about. Some of these people are just getting yeah. in their cars and just cruising the neighborhoods. And, and if they you film it. Yeah, and they film it. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. So, uh, you know, you're supposed to drive your cars anyway. And the other, the other cool thing about that is... You can expose a lot more people to the cars because you're going through neighborhoods. Your yes. your people who are out in their yes. in their yards are looking and they're going, "Whoa, look what just came through the." Yeah, and you know, and and and, stop, and I when we drive when we drive Miss Moneypenny around, if we drive the old Mustang or Camaro or something like that, you know, you always always get thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, and uh, so this just drive a cool car i mean i roll into a gas station and i'm driving something old somebody goes oh man wow you know i remember having one of those or my friend in high school had one of those yeah you hear the similar stories but it's cool you know it's just uh it's just it's they're like little time machines i say this over and over on the show and that's exactly what they are and uh oh yeah big shout out to my friends down there at hollywood wheels Mm -hmm. to uh mikey and kelly and uh, hayden boy hayden's i saw him today i hadn't seen him in a while he was like almost five feet taller or taller but there's a kid that's really in the cars. But uh, Hollywood Wheels got some pretty cool stuff coming on. But and obviously, they're still in the auction business. And, of course, everything's on hold. Same thing with uh, some of the events and stuff. Now, SEMA, from what I understand, is still on schedule. And that is in November. Our good friends up there at Barber Motorsports, they're having their motorcycle, uh, vintage antique motorcycle uh, gathering. So Barber Motorsports Museum in Birmingham, Alabama. That apparently is still on schedule, which is good. So it seems like some of the stuff is still, like I'm going to say after September, is still on, on, on you know, stick to the dates. But you never know. It's kind of a funny year and it's kind of funny stuff going on. But, you know, be responsible and, you know, enjoy your hobbies. Enjoy your cars. You know, this is a good time to fix the things. It is. And, you know. Yeah. And enjoy your barbecue, too. Oh, yeah, we just you, did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of barbecue, um, you know, that little, that little store that's down there at 426 West Bay Drive. Yeah, remember, that's a very important number. Very easy to remember, and that's uh, Rib Shack Barbecue. And so, yell back in that kitchen that you heard us on Nostalgic Radio and Cars, because they all want to hear it. <laughs> they all want to hear it, yep. And uh, if you do mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you do buy dinner, they will give you a free drink. Yeah, but you do have to ask. You do have to ask. Now, um, so apparently since Woodward's canceled, and since um, Monterey's been canceled... And everything between now and then, and along with the St. John's Concourse, which also takes place in Michigan, um, I just read here not too long ago that Meekums is going to have an auction in Kissimmee right about that time. So for all you guys in Florida, and from what I understand, it's kind of a pushback auction. So, you know, they were kind of moving their auctions back a little bit, trying to, you know, kind of trying to wait this thing out a little bit. So, you know, because he does... Kansas, he does Indy, he does, I think, uh, um, might be up in Harrisburg. But at any rate, so now, from what I understand, there's going to be a 800 to 1,000 car auction at Kissimmee sometime in the latter part of August, and it'll be Meekum's second auction here in the state of Florida. So it'll be interesting to see. If you go on the website, I think you can find out some information. He's got some pretty amazing cars. I mean, Dana's done... A really, really, really good job, and you know, you, you you gotta hand it to him. He's 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 he puts on a good show. He works real hard. There's a lot of cars out there, and you know, the hobby is still alive and well, and that's the big thing, you know. And what we need to do is we need to get a younger generation of kids involved in in the auction because obviously we need more and more people to kind of pick up on what we're doing. Although because of the generational shift. Um, you know, kids are kind of getting into the newer cars. So I see, you know, a lot of the 90s cars being real real popular right now. 
And that's kind of the way it is, you know. I mean, I, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so, you know, I'm into the 60s and 70s cars, although I do like some of the cars out of the 50s. Now, because I've been around those cars for so long, I'm taking interest in the cars out of the 20s and 30s. At least the ones out of the 30s and 40s, you can still drive to some extent, so that's kind of interesting. And there was some, the cars were very, very well styled back then. I mean, if you look for, look at the right kind of cars, you know, if you if you go down the European direction, you know, look at Mercedes, look at Delahays, look at Delages and stuff like that, gorgeous, gorgeous cars. And then all those custom one-off bodies. If you look in the United States, look at your Cords, your Auburns. If you've got the wallet for it, a Duesenberg, which is an amazing car. But, I mean, Ford had some great-looking cars. Cadillac had some great-looking cars. Chevrolet had some good-looking cars. Buick always had some good-looking cars. Even Pontiac. Pontiac was always known for styling. So, um, so that's some pretty cool stuff back in the day. So, But, like, we said, like we've said before, that it just might be a delayed, you know, a d- delayed process until my generation starts, you know, getting the, the wherewithal to, to be able to acquire those and hang out with them and... Well, this, we'll be is, around them. this is why this show is so important, because the guest, the gentleman we have on tonight, does exactly that. He takes vintage cars, and then to appeal to the younger audience, the guys that drive the BMWs, Porsches, and Mercedes-Benzes, and Audis, and, and so on, they retrofit those cars with state-of-the-art drivetrains and state-of-the-art tech, um, like electronics and stuff like that. And that's right up your alley. So now you got this really cool vintage car, but you got modern-day reliability of the technology and all the stuff that you guys really get into. So that's cool. Now, on that note, I think what we're going to do is we're going to fire up the uh, turntable because our, our local disc jockey back there, Tommy, <laughs> the DJ, DJ Tommy, is going to fire up a little Doobie Brothers for us. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. the best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Okay, we're back, and you tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I gotta move this mic. Oh, we have a visitor. Yes, sir. We have, we have with us in the studio live this evening. We have. Well, no, you can put him in that corner because I think you can see him better over there. Uh, we have uh, Scooby Doo. Whoa, whoa. Tan Talk Scooby Doo. The Tan Talk Scooby Doo. He's he's fully uh, dressed, and uh, he's gonna be our uh, our spokesperson for the evening. And. Uh, you know what? He needs to tilt his head down a little oh, bit, yeah, but that's okay. He's rearranged because he's he's still smiling and grinning because he's just so uh, elated that he's on a live radio show. You know, I mean, it's not too often that Scooby gets uh, invited to sit in with us. So, Scooby, how you doing? Right, bro. Okay, so Scooby's fine. And uh, oh, uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> that was one of my favorite shows back in the day. All right, Scooby, you gonna hang out here next to me? All right, sit here. Sit here next to the show host. 
That's pretty cool. Yep. So he's flexing his muscles right now, you know. And uh, he, you know, he, you know, Scooby does. He loves to go for a ride in the car. That's his favorite thing. He likes to hang out in the back of this, on the driver's side or on the passenger side. If he's not stepping on my lap, you know, hanging his head out the window and drooling all over me, he's uh, pretty much doing that on the passenger side and slobbering up the side of my truck. But that's okay. That's why they make uh, Garage One car care products. How about that one? I like that segue. And, uh, you know, so if you get some uh, Scooby slobber on the side of your car, you know, go check out our uh, good friends over there in Tampa with Garage One product. Man, I'll tell you what. I'm just, like, throwing out all kinds of names and doing these shout-outs and stuff like that. But that's okay. That's what uh, – it's our radio show, and we can be cool and casual about it. We can kind of, uh, you know, say hi, hey there, hi there, ho there to everybody, you know. It's the summer. And you got to have some humor. I mean, with all the stuff going on right now, you got to just, uh, you know, have some fun. Have some fun. Don't take anything too serious. Just uh, be yourself. Do yourself uh, the the right thing, and just get out there and drive your cars, man. You know, this is perfect because right now, you know, things being kind of goofy as they are, it's the perfect time to go fix up stuff. I know I've been doing it lately. We get we picking. In fact, I was down on one of the trailers today, which I have a tractor trailer for. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not even four, actually five. Five tractor trailer loads of parts left over from the good old days. I got all kinds of stuff. So if you do need some vintage Mustang parts, don't forget to give us a call. Check us out here at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. You can get a hold of me. I still have some Chevrolet parts, believe it or not. I had a guy call me up today or a couple days ago, and he wanted a um, small block Chevrolet cylinder heads that I had. And he at first I thought, you know, here you go. This guy's trying to play me for a pool, and he wanted, you know, the early style double hum, camel, 202 heads, and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, which I think they made those from 68 to 72, something like that. And they might have even actually had them. Oops, there we go. Earlier, okay. But anyway, the later heads are 202 valves, intake valves. And I think they're 160-something exhaust or 180-something. Maybe I'm not sure. Can't remember. You know, I've, I forgot so much over the years. But the, it was an 010 block. So, you know, but you got to check the numbers. And really, even if you check the numbers, the casting numbers on parts, and it doesn't matter whether it's a Ford, whether it's Chrysler, whether it's a 906 head, whether it's a 289 Hypo head, and it's got a number 39 or 29 or 21 on it or something like that, you really need to flip them over, look at them, measure the CCs, the chambers. If you got a block, and you know, if somebody says it's a four bolt main block, like in case of Chevrolet 010, they say they're all four bolt, four bolt mains, but they're not, pop the pan off, check it and see what it is but because you got to verify your stuff you know it's like i see these guys all the time at swap meets you know they're always selling something they go yeah that'll fit well they're just trying to get rid of it and uh, you got to be smart and uh, if you're not you need to find somebody who is smart and then and i'm not saying it's me <laughs> just say someone at least has an idea what the stuff is that you're looking for you know because i i is as experienced as i am have been fooled what? You know, yeah can you imagine that that's come that, on <laughs> yeah, really. You know, I got fooled, you know. And then uh, then I have a, a, another paperweight, as they say. So, anyway, I think it's time to go ahead and uh, let's get our... Sammy Hagar. And... Yeah, let's do a little Sammy Hagar here, because um, this is one thing I can't seem to do, is uh, drive 55. And then we're going to have our guests come on. So, uh, Bobby, Tommy, myself, and old Scooby over here, we'll be back in a few minutes. So, uh, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. And here's a little... Sammy Hagar, I can't drive 55.
Buonasera. Buonasera. What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? If you had come to me in friendship, then the scum that ruined your daughter would be suffering this very day. And if by chance an honest man like yourself should make enemies, then he would become my enemies. And then they would fear you. Be my friend. Godfather. When Johnny was first starting out, he was signed to this personal service contract with a big band leader. And as his career got better and better, he wanted to get out of it. And my father went to see this band leader. My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head, and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. That's a true story. That's my family, kid. It's not me. Hey, what are you gonna do? Nice college boy, huh? They want to get mixed up in the family business? Now you want to gun down a police captain? Why, because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think, this is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You gotta get him close like this, but a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice side league suit. Come in. You're taking this very personal. It's not personal, son. It's strictly business. My father's no different than any other powerful man. Any man who's responsible for other Like a senator or a president. You know how naive you sound. Why? Senators and presidents don't have men killed. Who's being naive, Kay? I knew that Santana was gonna have to go through all this and Fredo. And I never I never wanted this for you. Okay, we're back. You tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars and again. I'm your host Robert, on board with Tommy and Bobby, and it's time to introduce our special guest. Oh yeah, I can't forget Scooby Doo sitting over here in the mm-hmm. corner. But anyway, sales manager, sales manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it's time to introduce our special guest for you, this gentleman. While we were talking about cars earlier, and obviously, know you, you guys know that I'm a big Ford guy and I love Mustangs. This gentleman has got uh, the handle on the Ford Mustang. And he is the founder and CEO of Revolity Cars, LLC. And when we get him on board, he'll have him tell you the whole story. But I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Tom Scarpellos. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me. Oh, just, uh, we've been wanting to do this for a long time. So uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, well, before we get into Revolity, tell us a little bit about your background, because you actually have kind of an interesting background and kind of started in Michigan. Uh, well, actually, I was, I was born in Minnesota. Uh, we moved to uh, Georgia when I was in middle school, and I went to high school there. And uh, I've always been into cars. I um, my first car was a '65 Mustang Fastback. Uh, it was um, it to give you an idea what kind of shape it was in. It caught on fire the first time I I drove it. Oh. So I, I learned a lot just fixing up that car. I, I had a great shop teacher in high school and learned a ton. Um, I went to school, studied business. I ended up going to work for Ford in Dearborn in manufacturing. I was a production supervisor at the Wayne Assembly Plant. At the time, uh, <clears throat> Ford built the Escort there, and I was in the body department. And so learned a lot about you know how cars are built. Uh, went back to school, uh, studied marketing, finance, and came back to Ford and uh, at that point went into the marketing and sales organization, uh, took a number of roles uh, in the field, um, in sales, marketing, um, in market research, and strategy. I worked overseas for a while, and then uh, I went to join a special vehicle team. And I was there for about six years, uh, from 1998 to 2004, um, and oversaw uh, a lot of 
you know, the iconic cars of that era. It was a, a great, great time. Uh, from there, I went to work at uh, Jaguar Cars uh, when it was owned by Ford uh, out in Southern California. I ran marketing and product planning for Jaguar. Um, took a, a, a break and went into retail for a while. Uh, I worked for a big dealership group out west and uh, then uh, ended up joining Nissan in Mexico. Uh, moved to Mexico City. I ran their commercial truck group in Mexico. Uh, then I ran sales for Nissan Mexico. Um, then was promoted to um, a global marketing job with Infinity in Japan. Uh, then I went with Infinity to Hong Kong, back to Japan, and eventually back to uh, Nissan North America in, uh, in Tennessee. And that's when I decided to start Revology. So have a long path. But, yeah. Interesting. Um, to get in, when you, when you talk about sales and marketing, for, and, and I'm going to go to Jaguar for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. So how do you get in, how does someone, is it, is it, are there actual outside opportunities for the outsider to get in there, or is a lot of the promotional stuff um, done within? Because you were with Ford, so you had a connection, so you're kind of like in the uh, in the system, so to speak. How does that basically yeah. work? Because I've always heard that it's really hard to get inside uh, some of the major manufacturers. Well, I, I guess it, I mean, it depends on, on how you get in. So when I was graduating... Uh, college I, I studied production operations management and the reason that I studied that was that was really the hottest area in automotive at the time so you remember the 80s and mm-hmm. everything was about quality and it was you know the Japanese are taking over the auto industry and the you know the domestics need to fight back and you know we need to build quality products that was the message that was when Ford was quality was job one mm-hmm. was the slogan everything was about quality everything was about uh, manufacturing capability, and so that's where the action was, and that's why I studied that subject, and and that is what made me interesting to Ford, and that's how I got hired into Ford, and I worked in an assembly plant, and I and I learned that business, and then once I'm in, you know, I the key is to have you get a marketable skill, mm-hmm. and and then you're in, and then you can demonstrate what what you're able to do, and and so you know I. It was a great career, and the plant's a fascinating place, and I, I really loved it. But I also, you know, I wanted to do other things, and so I went back to school and, and studied marketing finance, and went back into Ford into a different part of the company. It's, it's just company that size, you know, three hundred and twenty-five thousand people, something along those lines, is massive, and there's just so many things that you, you can't possibly cover it in a lifetime. Now that was back in uh, when you went to work for Jag- Jaguar. Was that? Post or pre Jack Nasser? Uh, sorry, you. you okay. There when, when you yep. went to work for Jaguar, was that post or pre Jack Nasser? Because Nasser was the one that was responsible for uh, Ford Motor Company acquiring Jaguar and Aston Martin, I think, back in the day. So, you yeah, said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So Jack Nasser, yeah, he so he created the Premier Auto Group. Okay. And you know, put all the brands together in Irvine, California, uh, in in the same building. Right on the the, the, um, the I five freeway, and it was uh, you know a really really nice environment. Really, you know, every brand had its own floor, and it's really really nice. And um, so at that time, Jack Nasser was. Uh, I mean, he had been there. He kind of implemented that, but it was struggling. Okay. And so this was two thousand four, two thousand five. Jaguar. I mean, we we were losing. Two million dollars a day. Oh, at that time. I mean, you you look at numbers like you go, oh, seven hundred and fifty million dollar loss. You go, oh, seven hundred fifty doesn't mean anything, but you break it down two two million dollars a day. But that's a lot. You're losing a lot. And so it. I mean, it was a challenge. It was interesting. Um, there, I felt that there was a lot of misunderstanding of what Jaguar was about and what made that brand special. And I felt that there was a lot of opportunity there. Um, but I don't think Ford really had the shot at doing what it, well, I guess they had the shot. They didn't really do what they needed to do. And then of course, 
you know, Tata came in and, and, and picked it up and, and started to make it successful. A lot of that um, foundation was already in motion, um, you know, when, when Ford sold Jaguar. So Now, does Ford still own a little bit of Jaguar, Aston Martin, and Land Rover, or does it all belong to Tata now? No, it's it's gone. So, well, um, Jaguar Land Rover was sold to Tata, so Aston Martin uh, is, is not associated with Tata, so that's um, I don't know exactly what the ownership structure is now, but it, it's um, not not associated with Tata. It's okay. independent. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, fast forward, you decided when you were in Tennessee to start uh, your own business, and that's when Revolgy came to fruition, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing was, I mean, I've always been, uh, you know, a, a car person, and. I love classic cars. I love the style, the design. I mean, there's nothing like the 60s for automotive design because that's really the last um, era in which designers were not hindered by uh, you know, outside factors like crash standards that mandate a certain type of bumper or, you know, hood height or you know, there's so many crash standards that constrain designers' creativity nowadays. And, and then on top of that, you've got aerodynamic considerations for fuel economy and, and, and so forth. And it's not any surprise that, you know, all vehicle designs, you know, they, they look remarkably similar because they're all faced with the same constraints. But in the 60s, it was kind of like the last of the wild west and, and you really saw you know the expressiveness and your creativity and i think that's why the 60s will always be a very special era in automotive design just just because of that you know that, that freedom um the expressiveness so i, I thought you know okay this is this is going to be relevant to people for the foreseeable future people like the style uh they they like the character but what what they don't like is the way that these cars drive. They don't like the lack of reliability. They don't like the lack of comfort, um, the lack of um, you know performance. Um, so, what you what you see is obviously this trend towards you know resto modding, where people will you know put modern components on a vintage car to improve the functionality of it, make it more enjoyable to drive. And I thought, well, what if someone were to take that to the next level and really build a car, design a car from the ground up to look like a vintage car, but to really have everything modern on the inside that really made it perform and function like a modern car? Wouldn't that be cool? And that, that was really the genesis for Revology. Now, when you came up with this concept, were you, so you were still in Tennessee, and then how did you end up migrating to uh, Florida and why did you select Florida? Well, um, yeah, actually the, the concept probably, it dates back, I would, I would say maybe even to the early nineties. So like oh. I built my first restaurant in 1992 and I was really impressed with what you could do with a five liter pushrod EFI engine in the 66 Mustang. And then, you know, of course I, I had my career and things and, and really at the time the market was not quite, ready for it you know i have a lot of people telling me what are you doing you're hacking that beautiful mustang to pieces and mm-hmm. you've destroyed this collector's item you know are you nuts or what and and so ah, okay fine and then fast forward about 10 years and now it's like oh this is kind of maybe interesting um so i'd been kind of kicking it around and then you know i was out out west and i did buy another mustang a couple and started tinkering with you know, some different kinds of you know, components and, you know, configurations and things. And, and, um, you know, sort of got myself to the point where I was convinced that I could actually, you know, make something work. So, uh, I had come back, uh, from Japan with Nissan and was working out of the uh, Nashville office. I relocated to Florida because I came back with my two boys. I was a single dad with two boys and I've got family here. And so I had people to, uh, you know, help me out. Uh, family members to help me out with the kids, and that um, you know allowed me to to pursue this 
this dream of, of uh, you know, starting this business. So that that was that was how that happened. So the first car you built uh, now is how are the cars titled and how are they licensed. I mean, are you there's a connection there with Ford? I understand, right? Because pretty much everything you use is Ford. Ford internal, Ford components, Ford drivetrain. So, what's the connection there, and how how these cars uh, basically? So, if I were to buy one, how 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 would I take? Uh, what would the title read? Yep. Well, uh, first I'll say that we 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 really set out when we created the company. We set out to build a car that would comply with um, specially produced motor vehicle legislation that was pending. SPMV. It, it was pending at the time. It passed in 2015. So SPMV is a category of automobile that is low volume. It has to be fewer than 325 cars per year. It has to be a replica of a vehicle that was originally produced over 25 years ago. It, um, if someone wants to make an SPMV, they have to have a license from the owner of the intellectual property. And then finally, it has to have an emissions certified engine. So... When we set out to do this, we thought that SPMV was really the, the facilitator. It was the, the thing that could really make this this work because it would allow us to build a brand new turnkey automobile and and sell it in all fifty states with a seventeen digit VIN, and you could register it just like any any new vehicle. So that was the intention. Um, now, twenty fifteen, the law passed. Uh, NHTSA and EPA were each given one year to implement their regulations. So that would have been um, November, late November 2016. So here we are in June of 2020, still no regulation. Oh. So we, yeah, we overestimated the ability of the federal government to, to implement these programs. Um, but we, uh, in the meantime, you know, are, we're still able to build cars, obviously. We can either build them to the replica laws that were already on the books that Superformance and Factory 5 and everyone else that builds replicas uh, meet. So basically you're selling a rolling chassis. You can't sell a complete turnkey car. So the rolling chassis gets a replica title and then you know the, the, the buyer is responsible for having the powertrain installed. So that that is an existing process. It's kind of cumbersome and um, not ideal, but it, it does you know, work. Um, and then the other way, obviously, because our car is identical dimensionally to an original Mustang, we can go out and get an original Mustang and drag it back and just retain the, you know, a, enough of it that it's, you know, considered still an original Mustang and it retains that original VIN. So those are the two ways that we can title cars now until SPMV regs get um, issued. Okay, so tell us, just uh, give us a description of your cars, and and I think uh, you do sixty five, sixty six Mustang convertibles, fastbacks, and I think sixty seven, right? Yeah, we, we do the sixty five, sixty six convertible body style, mm-hmm. and we do a, a GT version, and then we have one we call a premium version, which <clears throat> just a little bit of a different style. Uh, it doesn't have the the GT appearance group on it. Um, but then uh, we recently, uh, actually last week, announced a limited edition 66 Shelby GT350 convertible. Mm. So you, you may know the history of that. There yes. were four built back in 66, and you know, they're highly sought after today. So Carol went out in the 80s and, and, and rounded up 12 convertibles and converted them to GT350 convertibles. So we're doing a run of 12. So we're commemorating Carol's commemoration so the double okay. commemoration yeah um then we do the uh 65 66 uh fastback uh again in the gt and the premium version we do the 66 shelby gt 350 fastback we do the 67 shelby gt 350 and a gt 500 which very much like the original that was distinguished by the engine mm-hmm. small block big block ours is naturally aspirated versus supercharged. So ours is 460 horsepower or 710 horsepower. And then we also do a 68 um, um, uh, Fastback uh, GT as well. So that that's our, our lineup currently. 
Okay. So tell us about the, the kind of like to start to finish. Give us an idea. So what do they have for drive lines in them? Well, uh, everything that we build is currently powered by the Gen 3 Coyote engine. Okay. Um, in naturally aspirated form, 460 horse, uh, supercharged. It's uh, it's a, a Roush configuration, the Roush Gen 3. Uh, it's uh, 710 horsepower. Um, transmission will be either the um, Tremec T56 XL six-speed manual or the Ford 10R80 10-speed electronically controlled automatic. Uh, the rear end is Ford 88. Um, we do a 31 spline or a 33 spline, depending if you get naturally aspirated or supercharged application. Um, the front is a double wishbone. There's two different uh, configurations of front suspension. One has an aluminum subframe. Um, there's a few few differences. Um, it, it, the other one is um, a steel subframe. And then there's um, a three-link rear suspension with um, uh Pan hard rod for lateral stability and torque arm. So it's it's um you know it's, it's a far cry from an original Mustang. It's got nothing in common at all with an original Mustang chassis. That's for sure. So would it be fair to say that the way you've got these cars equipped, it looks stunning? And I have to tell you, I've seen your cars. I've seen them at SEMA. I've seen them at uh, at uh, Amelia Island. I've seen them at Festivals of Speed. Absolutely incredible looking cars. The detail is exquisite and. Uh, Pretty amazing stuff. So, would it be fair to say that your car looks like a 1965 vintage Mustang, but it runs, drives, and performs like a 2018 or 19 Mustang? Is that the goal? Well, yeah, it's it, it's it's actually to create something different. I mean, like if 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 what I was going to do is give you a 2018 or 19 Mustang, you could buy one of those, right? You know, I mean, that's going to be <clears throat> You can't beat the the volume. You're building, you know, hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand of these things a year. I mean, the, the the value is absolutely phenomenal. Mustang GT today is just an amazing performance value. Ours, you know, it it's about the overall experience. It's okay. just about how it feels um, to drive, how it sounds, how it looks, the attention you get. What what people tell us, what our clients tell us. And, and, you know, as you might expect, our clients have generally a lot of cars, and, and we, we have clients that probably own every interesting car that's ever been built. And But what they like about their Revology Mustang is wherever they go, you know, it just, it's a attention getter. They get thumbs up. People whip out their cell phone cameras. And, I mean, they can, you know, a guy told me the other day, he said, I, I drive down the street in my Ferrari. I'm just another asshole in the Ferrari, but I drive my Revology Mustang, and uh, people are all like smiling at me, they're waving, you know, they give me the thumbs up. So it's different, you know, it's, it's a different vibe, and that is, you know, a part of the experience, you know. So, you know, it's something unique, it's special, it resonates with people. Um, it, it's just a cool experience, and that, that's really it's, it's more about the experience than anything else. So we got a few minutes left, or a minute or two left here. How much does this car cost me if I want uh, uh, a '65 Mustang convertible with all the goodies? Yeah, well, the convertible starts at 182. Um, they, you know, they, they can go up. This, the GT500 is our most expensive car, and you option one of those up, and you, you'll be up in the 275, 285 range. So you know, they're they're you know they're they're not inexpensive. I mean, they are hand built vehicles we have 46 uh people now in our company we work out of two locations 25,000 square feet um but these are people who are expert in their field you know expert fabricators body paint electrical powertrain chassis upholstery we do it all literally do it all in-house and the, the the team is specialized in doing these cars Every day we do these cars, and we always look at how can we do these cars better. It's always these cars, always constantly looking for better, you know, to do it better by people who are experts. Um, so there's, it, it's you get what you pay for, and, and when you really see what's in it, and you you know the, the number of hours that go into one of these cars, and 
all the materials cost and everything that's there and you really, really appreciate what's in it, you go, yeah, okay, I get it. This makes sense. This, this is actually a good value. The profile of your buyers are, what's the, what's the age, age group? Does this appeal more to the younger crowd now because they're all kind of techie guys? Or do you have a couple, of, uh, let's just say older guys like our generation or my generation? I'm in my 60s, mm-hmm. so for example. You know, and I remember yep. those cars when they were new. Yep. Yeah, it's really interesting because, it, you know, the uh, age is a bit skewed by just the fact that it's an expensive product. So mm-hmm. a lot of younger guys that might aspire to own one aren't really in a position financially to, to, to get one yet. Mm-hmm. But we do have some, you know, uh, younger clients, um, athletes, um, celebrities, people who, you know, ha- have the means. And, and so what's kind of interesting is that even to these younger people, people in their, even in their 20s, that it's relevant. This, this car from the 60s is actually relevant to these young people. So that tells you it, it, it's got a lot of cross-generational appeal. But, you know, the brunt of our client base is, you know, as you would expect, I mean, they're uh, mostly men, not not all. We actually have a fair number of women clients, but mostly men in their, you know, 60s, 50s, 60s, kind of in that sweet spot, baby boomer mm-hmm. era. You grew up with these cars. Like, I mean, I, I remember these cars driving around in high school. And, you know, sometimes when I was younger than high school, you know, the older kids would be driving them around doing burnouts. I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. <laughs> so it, 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 you know, resonates with me because I remember from my childhood and a lot of other people like that. So if people want to find out more about Revology, how do they go about doing it, Tom? Well, they can visit our website, revologycars.com. And from there, you can you know, go to our social media. We've got lots of videos um, we try to do. I try to do a video every every time we you know deliver an, another car. Um, it's getting difficult. We're just uh, just delivered car thirty uh, sixty one recently, so um, we're going to be working on another video in the next couple of days. A right hand drive sixty eight fastback, so that would be interesting. Oh wow! Okay, and uh, so if uh, I ask you this question, which and I think we got about twenty seconds left, um, what do you drive? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I, I, I invest all my money in fledgling car companies. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I used to have a pretty interesting collection. I mean, I've, honestly, I, I don't even, I just commute back and forth. And I drive uh, one of our production cars home, uh, you know, and around. I, I don't have cars anymore. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm around the coolest cars ever every day. I, I don't. Well, you get me in about five years. I'll okay. tell you what I get. Well, you're the kid yeah. in the candy store, so I envy you. But anyway, Tom, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Next time I'm in Orlando, I'll give you a heads up. I'd like to come over to your facility and uh, you know see some of the really cool cars you got. So uh, again, thank you very much for coming on the show and uh, take care. We'll uh, maybe six months six months from now when you come out with your latest and greatest, we'll have you back on the show and tell more about uh, talk more about uh, Revology Cars. How about that? That sounds great. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. All right, guys. uh, I want to thank my special guest, Tom Scarpello from uh, Revology Cars in Orlando, Florida. So check him out. In the meantime, everybody, uh, you know, want to see some of the car shows? Get out there and drive, drive, drive. Ride your motorcycles. Hey, you take the boat out once in a while, too. So in the meantime, everybody stay safe. Drive carefully. Oh, yeah, don't forget to check out our website, callstreetmotorsports.com. And uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all our social media, right, Bobby? Love your family. And (laughs) love your family. Take care, guys. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.